Hi, this is Randy Landry, and this is my third installment in my podcast, Common Sense and Ramblings in America, uh, which coincides with my blog, common-sense-in-america.com. Today, I'm going to read um, from one of my postings, The Chinese and Mexican Drug War with America, which I think is um, pretty pertinent um, considering... Um, the um, ingress or egress of all these um, illegal aliens coming in to the United States from the Mexican border. A lot of these individuals are being um, financed by uh, the drug cartels. And also the drug cartels are making quite a bit of money from um, charging exorbitant uh, fees to these, some of these other immigrants. Um, they're bringing in drugs almost unabated. Um, so here goes. According to multiple Mexican-based security and intelligence professionals, the bulk of the deadly work is carried out by the Zos Zangwing, identified as having the largest presence in Mexico for the traffic in fentanyl and methamphetamine. As per intelligent findings by security from Fortress Risk Management obtained exclusively by Fox News, the Zangs operate through seemingly legitimate shell companies that offer veterinary services, clothing sales, clinical laboratories, and maintenance of computer systems in Mexico. They use the uh, port of Lazaro Cardenas um, in Mexico and Ensenada, Baja, California, for the commercialization of their products in the country. They have the collaboration of customs official authorities and members of the Sonola and Jalisco, Nueva Generación Cartels in Mexico, explained Lee Hooten, Fortress co-founder and COO. Once in the country, the drug is transported by air and land to the United States through the states of Jalisco, Narita, Sanalo, and Sonora. This past June in Ohio, the U.S. Department of the Treasury's Office of Foreign Assets Control designated four Chinese individuals and one entity pursuant to the Foreign Narcotics Kingpin Designation Act for facilitating payments for the purchase of fentanyl, analogs, or other controlled substances, including synthetic cannabinoids or cathinones for the Zeng Drug Trafficking Organization, known for its endeavors in Colombia and Mexico, and directed by alleged Chinese synthetic opioid trafficker Fiying Zeng. Fiying Zeng 37, who operated under the alias Jordan Yin and his father Guga Zeng, 64, both of whom live in Shanghai, were indicted by the U.S. in 2018 with conspiracy to manufacture and distribute controlled substances, conspiracy to import controlled substances into the United States, operating a continued criminal enterprise, money laundering, and other crimes. Despite the recent arrests, the Zeng operation has said, to only be proliferating on both sides of the snaking border. El Calderon, a former Mexican law enforcement officer and narcotic subject matter expert, concurred with the Zang connected enterprises are ongoing and that there are primary, secondary, and backup facilitators to account for any arrests of personnel. And it is not just the Chinese drug lords and Mexican cartels that stand to boost their bottom lines. You can't bring anything into the country without paying off someone, Calderon asserted. There are a lot of fixers and guards assigned to these entry point ports 
making a killing from China too. Experts emphasize that it is a well-oiled machine in which each player has a distinct role and piece of the pie. Chinese-led money laundering procedures inside Mexico are said to be igniting faster growth and movement of the drug, which was initially developed for use as both an anesthetic and painkiller, which was up to 100 times more potent than heroin. In cases such as La Zang, legitimate pharmaceuticals and biotechnology companies are used as fronts or as a blurring between the legal and illegal missions. And while the Mexican cartels have in recent times upped the ante on their own production of fentanyl-related products, most still depend on Chinese counterparts for precursor chemicals and remain its biggest black market customer. So with raw yet easy to cook and convert fentanyl costing around 2000 per pound in China, its relative cheapness makes it highly profitable for cartels who then disperse the product on the U.S. streets. For the last 12 years, Chinese criminal organizations have become the backbone to the drug cartels with chemical supply to the cartels and laundering tens of billions of the cartels' profits in North America and Europe, said Richard Higgins, author of the Memo, memo 20 Years Inside the Deep State Fighting for America First. President of HTG, a strategic security and information welfare or warfare consulting, who previously served on the National Security Council as the Director for Strategic Planning. Chinese organized criminals south and north of the border are very sophisticated, using WeChat and other forms of encrypted communication. The DEA continues to pinpoint the Sinolan and the new generation Delisco cartels as the primary culprits responsible for plundering fentanyl to the states from Mexico via corridors in Mexico that connect to California and Arizona, indicating drugs passing through these associated areas would need to be approved by these organizations. <coughs> Excuse me. Moreover, Chinese nationals implicated in illicit webs are documented to cross through the southern border of Mexico at Fonterra, Corazola, and the state of Chiapas in Tapuco, where there is a sizable Chinese community, and then journey by train to the Atlantic coast through controlled territory controlled by Los Zetas. Others enter directly from Asia, passing through ports in the Mexican Pacific coast, including Puerto Vallarta and Dalisco, Manzanillo and Colima, and Coican in Mazatlan, or arrive by air directly to the Mexico City, where the activity of Chinese trafficking networks has been publicly reported by the Attorney General's office. But over the past two years, especially, there has been a steady drip of related seizures as a result of U.S. and Mexican authorities working on joint commissions. For one, the Mexican Navy sees more than 25 tons of Chinese fentanyl en route to Sonola, the Sonolan cartel's Mexico flagship. In August last year, the administration claims to have intercepted more than 1 million fentanyl pills in Phoenix and Arizona in 2019 alone. Aside from Zhang's apprehension five months ago, numerous other arrests inside the U.S. have also been in recent years pertaining to Chinese involvement in the drug trafficking trade. Last month, six Chinese nationals were slapped with various charges connected to a conspiracy that alleged made, allegedly made more than $30 million over the last 12 years distributing drug money to Latin America from U.S. soil 
and according to the Department of Justice, entailed a complex operation of offering bribes to undercover informants, cryptocurrency exchanges, as well as purporting to create fraudulent identities and fake U.S. passports in the long-running scheme. In June, Chinese national Zhong Wu pleaded guilty for his role in laundering over $4 million in drug profits in conjunction with organizations in Latin America and Mexico through to Virginia. In March, Chinese Xingbang Gain was convicted in Chicago of laundering narcotics money, totaling one more than half a million dollars from his homeland bank accounts and remitted to trafficking operatives in Mexico. In 2007, Zeli a Chinese-Mexican businessman, was one of the first to fall under the iron fist under suspicion of trafficking precursor chemicals into Mexico from Asia, while licensed by the Mexican government to import substances to feed his legal official Mexican pharmaceutical company corporations. He was arrested by federal authorities in Maryland and charged with illicit dealings to siphon methamphetamine into the U.S., and hundreds of millions in cash was seized from his southern home. Gone has since maintained his innocence and was extradited to Mexico in 2016. But since then, observers stress such criminal activity between the two major bodies has only grown in depth and sophistication in the name of big cash rewards. Calderon highlighted that smuggling and packaging the techniques have also advanced in recent times, with cartels investing heavily in pressing pill technologies and moving from fentanyl-laced marijuana or heroin to regular pharmaceutical bottles and labels. These can be easily transported over the border and sold unbeknown to someone on the U.S. side seeking an oxycodone hookup. Indeed, this has made the synthetic drug especially deadly. Just a hint sprinkled into a counterfeit pill can be fatal, not to mention highly addictive. The sudden onslaught of the coronavirus earlier this year provided an initial blow to the illegal drug industry, incapacitating the supply chain and flow of critical chemicals from the contagion's Wuhan epicenter to cartel counterparts in Mexico. Intelligence gatherers say it did not take long to adapt and tweak the business model and alter production mechanisms. And with the unparalleled economic strain of the ongoing health pandemic, experts note that demand for drugs has only soared and worsened the opioid overdose crisis that President Trump deemed a public health emergency for just over three years ago. During the first three months of 2020, according to the preliminary estimates released by the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, drug overdoses deaths rose 10% compared to the same time period last year. Furthermore, last year, as per data from the Centers of CDC, more than 72,000 Americans died of drug overdoses, of which illicitly manufactured fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, or methamphetamine were involved in nearly 85% of drug overdose deaths in 24 states and the District of Columbia during January to June 2018. Mexican pirates posing greater risk in the Gulf of Mexico to oil workers and tourists. Total figures for 2020 are expected to well surpass the 72,000 figure. Each year, such causes of death have been increasing to an almost double the 38,300 figure of 2010. Officially, U.S. authorities have maintained the Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, is not complicit nor absolved in the, in the illegal industry emanating from its terrain. Yet, some are skeptical 
and there isn't an inch of trade that the leadership doesn't have some form of engagement or watchful eye over. As part of the CCP's unrestricted warfare model, they have progressed significantly against America with their enhanced role in the drug business. They can make multi-billions and at the same time undermine the security of America, claimed Derek Maltz, a retired special agent in charge at the DEA. A kilogram of fentanyl can kill 500,000 people, so the administration should look at the death rates and treat this as a serious national security threat as opposed to only a public health crisis. U.S. anti-narcotics authorities warn that the deadly drug deluge into America will only continue to modernize and multiply in the forthcoming months amid the protracted pandemic and rising demand posturing as one of the biggest national security threats for the incoming administration to grapple with. Drugs are now the primary source of funding for most terrorist organizations throughout the world, Higgins added. Go after the drug profits, follow the money, not just drugs. Less money in cartel pockets means fewer chemicals and drugs, less violence and weapons, and less ability to corrupt the rule of law. Agency experts tell Vice World News that China and Mexico are not doing enough to help stem the global trade in the chemicals used to make fentanyl and meth. China is ignoring a chemical industry that is fueling the deadly U.S. drug crisis because it brings huge profits into the country, senior DA officials have told Vice World News. Almost all the precursor chemicals used by the Mexican cartels to make fentanyl and methamphetamine for the U.S. market are coming out of China, said the DEA's Deputy Direct Chief of Operations, Matthew Donahue. You recognize that China, home to one of the world's largest and poorly regulated chemical industries, has taken successful steps to stamp out the production and shipping of fentanyl, the drug fueling the drug death epidemic in the U.S. But some of Chinese, China's estimates 400,000 chemical companies are dodging the clamp down by making and shipping huge amounts of the chemicals used to make the fentanyl and the methamphetamine to criminal gangs before they end up in clandestine Mexican drug cart labs, he said. What appears to be irking the DEA is that Beijing is being slow to stem the leakage of the precursor chemicals from its chemical companies into the hands of criminal gangs due to the fact that billions of dollars from their sale, according to Donahue, was laundered back into the Chinese economy. China needs to do more about its precursor chemical or drug producing ability because you are looking at a country which is providing precursor chemicals for the drug market he told Vice World News. In Mexico, the precursors from China are going directly to the cartels. China is aware that money linked to the sale of the precursors chemicals to criminal gangs is entering back into the country, and this is facilitated by Chinese money laundering organizations through their use of China's underground banking system. That is one of the reasons why they, Chinese chemical traffickers, don't need to do more than just make precursor chemicals for drug producing countries. China is getting money from the producing an enormous amount of precursor chemicals that are being used to produce drugs. Donahue said that apart from becoming a global factory for the production of the chemicals used to make the most of the world's increasingly deadly synthetic drugs, Chinese money laundering organizations are now the primary money laundering networks for all drug cartels operating globally. According to Donahue, China's drug money cleaning networks have successfully undermined other money laundering outfits by charging zero fees to launder drug proceeds. 
using a variety of complex money laundering schemes, they have rapidly expanded their network by successfully integrating with the Mexican cartels and other transnational crime groups. Our attack point in China really is through Mexico. We are focused on attacking the entire infrastructure drug cartels to include vast networks established between drug cartels and Chinese precursor chemical brokers and money launderers. He said the DEA is using international trade laws as well as drug trafficking laws to go after precursor producing companies in China. In September, the DEA asked the Chinese government to introduce strict controls over the production and export of four legal precursor chemicals using the production of fentanyl and methamphetamine, but the DEA is still awaiting action. During the COVID-19 pandemic, the DEA has been using online video calls with chemical companies to brief them in about how to avoid selling to cartels. You have to know who you are selling these chemicals to, and if there is a legitimate use for these chemicals, you shouldn't be allowed to overproduce them by tenfold because you know they are going to the black market, said Donahue. Beijing has consistently argued that the U.S. drug problem is not caused by China, but instead be blamed on America's liberal drug culture and on insufficient law enforcement. Unlike methamphetamine, which is produced in China, fentanyl has not found its way into the country's drug food chain, so I claimed under the drug and its precursor chemicals is not a domestic priority. With drug overdose deaths in the U.S. rising to record levels last year, largely due to the impact of fentanyl replacing less potent opioids, such as heroin in the street drug trade, Donahue warned about the growing global trade in dangerous synthetic non-plant-based drugs. He said synthetic drugs such as fentanyl can be more lethal and harder to detect by law enforcement than plant-based drugs. We need countries to cooperate with us in order to charge entire cartels from the corrupt individuals who are supporting the cartels down to the people selling it in the streets. These organizations have no borders. They are limited when it comes to resources and money. So for us, specifically with China and Mexico, it's about how we get them in line to work with us in a bilateral fashion, said Donahue. This is one of the reasons why the Chinese are so protective of being cooperative. China is not going to want to lose the billions of dollars that come from the drug trade, the trade-off for them, where they can have all that money coming into their country and their economy as opposed to going after corrupt activity, they know it is taking place. China is in the whole cycle of being beneficiaries of the drug trafficking trade. Right now in Mexico, it is a perfect place to be in the world for a bad guy. If you are a drug trafficker, a Sicaro, or a Chinese national trafficking in precursor chemicals to produce drugs in Mexico, you are looking at state, federal, and local level corruption. It makes it much more complicated when you have a border where they narco state there are no repercussions for producing drugs that are killing hundreds of thousands of people around the world mexico's role in the deadly rise of fentanyl in october 2017 president donald trump declared the opioid epidemic a national public health emergency setting record deaths for opioids and expressing a belief that his administration could end the opioid epidemic as part of his strategy the president claimed that 90% of the heroin in America comes from the southern border and called for the construction of a border wall to stem the flow. While we can debate the potential effectiveness of a border wall in stopping overall drug flows into the United States, the trouble with fentanyl is that due to its highly concentrated nature, it can be transported easily in small quantities 
and can have a devastating impact on public health. It is vital that Mexican public policymakers and their U.S. counterparts engage in conversations focusing on counter-fentanyl planning and strategy in order to develop effective means of addressing the problem of the drug in Mexico and the United States. As a recent Wilson Center Mexico Institute publication by Eric Olson has argued, a common solution to be shared must be found. Since the surging market in 2013, fentanyl has become the most lethal category of opioids in the United States. The Centers for the CDC estimate that more than 47,000 people from an opioid overdose had died in 2017 in the United States. 28,000 of these deaths were due to synthetic opioids, which the CDC says is largely the result of the uptick in abuse of fentanyl. With the United States, with law enforcement prosecutors, health specialists, and others. The result is a nuanced picture, but one with troubling implications for the future of the drug trafficking and drug consumption. While seemingly dominated by two large criminal groups in Mexico, the fentanyl trade requires vast networks of smaller subcontractors who specialize in porting, producing, and transporting synthetic drugs. Both large and small organizations appear to be taking advantage of the surge of popularity of the drug, which is increasingly laced into other substances such as cocaine, methamphetamines, and marijuana, very often without the end user knowing of it. To be sure, rising seizures of counterfeit oxycodone pills laced with fentanyl illustrate that the market is maturing in other ways as well. Fentanyl's potency also opens the door to entrepreneurs who bypass Mexico altogether, obtaining their supplies directly from China and selling them on the dark web. There is little public understanding of the prevalence of this part of the trade and even less of its medium and long-term implications. The low barrier of entry into this market and its high returns make for a frightening future in which synthetic drugs of all types could proliferate. This article continues to go on in much more in-depth or discuss the uh, subject, transport, um, ways and means of entering the United States. Um, so I'm going to cut to the near the end of the article um, for the sake of time and discuss some of the recommendations on how to fight um, this drug trafficking and then I will wrap it up. Recommendations. One, pressure Mexico to put fentanyl higher on the agenda. Fentanyl is not a priority for law enforcement in Mexico and there is little indication that this will change in the near future. When approached with Mexico's federal forces told incite crime, that fentanyl was not a priority and they did not believe it was a significant part of Mexicans' TCO's criminal portfolios, the issue is long-term. Fentanyl may be just the first of many synthetic drug scourges to come. Two, specifically to help combat the trafficking of fentanyl and its analogs, Mexico could increase capacity to detect and test for fentanyl and its analogs at its laboratories where it seizes drugs. Beef up detection at its ports for fentanyl and precursors and open the door to inspections of seized laboratories and chemicals. Three, pressure China to participate more actively in criminal investigations to deter Chinese producers and exporters and actively update precursor watch lists and prohibitions. As the President's Commission on Combating Drug Addiction and the Opioid Crisis wrote, we are losing this fight predominantly through China. This must become a top-tier diplomatic issue with the Chinese. American lives are at stake and it is striding our national security. Number four, 
invest in research and data collection to better understand this drug trafficking phenomenon. In many ways, fentanyl represents the democratization of drug trafficking, offering small and large groups myriads of ways of exploiting the markets. However, the data on production, trafficking, consumption is sparse at best. So, these are just a few ways that um, the Mexican government and the United States and China can work together a little bit and to try to cut down on our drug trafficking. Um, but unfortunately, um, now under the Biden administration, they've stopped the production of or the wall, or continuation, should I say, of the wall. Um, there is talks that they may start it back up again since there's a large influx of illegal aliens that are overwhelming our system. Um, this is only one of the ways where we can stop or slow down the importation of drugs. But we have to do something more than just stop importation. We have to stop the use of the drugs in the United States. I know the shutdowns and lockdowns from the last year has made it very difficult because people are depressed um, alone and they are resorting to drugs to um, gain solace. So we have a lot of work to do. We have to change our society. We have to decrease our dependence on illegal drugs and any kind of pain management drugs as well. Um, legal drugs can sometimes lead to use illegal drugs. Um, Say, for instance, if somebody gets hurt and then they get prescribed Percocets or oxycodones or what have you, and they get to like that feeling, and then the prescription runs out and the doctor refuses to refill it, and so then they have no choice but to go to other means to, um, to get relief or to fight that addiction. And that's where the illegal drugs come in. So we have a lot of work to do. As always, um, Please don't give up. We got to keep the fight going. If we keep the fight going and remain strong and united, we can beat this. So be safe, take care, and until next time, Alvita Zane.